Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us and God is in our truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Hello and welcome to the day with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. I am your host, Lorenzo Neal, from Agent and USA, to present with you this insight, power, and liberation. Promoting knowledge that is engaging and transforming for you, the listener, hoping to empower you, knowing being. More in his ways. You're welcome to join us every time. Pull this money down. Listen, call it number 347 Uh, usually you want to join in the chat room, uh, live on blog talk radio going on. Um, just simply out on the blog talk radio last zero today. Yeah. What else we got here? Oh, yeah. Follow us on Facebook. Zero Network on Facebook. Uh, Want to send us an email? Send us an email. Um, what else? WordPress. <laughs> Everywhere. We to be with. We have a special guest that's going to be on with us today. Uh, Susan Peabody, she's an author, she's a counselor, she's an educator. She's going to be on with us. Uh, what else we got here? We're having some technical problems, so you got to bear with us. Having a bit, a bit of a technical, technical problem, problem. Kind of bear with us. Uh, uh, let's see, where was I? Yeah, yeah special guest coming on with us today, Susan Peabody. She's an author, she's a counselor, she's an educator, and we're going to be talking about love addiction, love, 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 love,
I got to get our thoughts together. together. You guys, you guys, Before we go, I guess, I guess I need to pray. pray. <laughs> <laughs> that might be out here. Just a little bit. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we honor you. We bless you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the ability to be able to do this broadcast. Pray, oh God, that you would bless our efforts. We pray, God, that you would be with us, lead us, and guide us. And bless us all who are supporting to this broadcast. Amen. All right, so talking. So we're talking love addiction and all of that later on when I get losing when she comes on. But uh, before we do that, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I'm sure everybody caught some of that. And um, I'm honest, I did. Watch. I caught a bit of it. I didn't watch all of it. But, um, uh, yeah, and those of you who know me know why I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it because the Saints weren't playing. <laughs> if the Saints had been playing, I get you know I would have glued to that television. But so I wasn't glued into the television and uh, that interested. But a lot of found here is to see glued to television. Uh, they were reporting the homeboy. Eli Manning you know, with the Giants. And, uh, you know, Eli was where he went to college here. He went to Ole Miss, the University of Mississippi, and he graduated. Of course, he was their standout quarterback there. And um, so, you know, Mississippians were crazy. <laughs> they, they, they're, they're happy for the home team. Yeah, I guess just as happy we were with the Saints. You know, our home team. We were, we were excited with them and. What they had done, you know, that wonderful season, 2009, 2010. So, if we did it, we should do it. You know, I, but you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Eli, Eli did a wonderful job. Because, you know, Naval, as always, you know, he well played for what I,
help get a couple of Super Bowl rings. So, uh, oh, you admire both of them. They do some wonderful jobs. They do they're wonderful athletes, great persons, and you know, wonderful people. And Eli does a great job here. The Bear Baston uh, Children's Hospital in Jackson, Mississippi. I mean, he sponsored. I, I want to say five million. Give he, quite a bit. A, a big drive to have it remodeled. It looks beautiful. You know, he comes down and shares with the children there. So, yeah, great guy. And congratulations on New York Giants and all my friends up there in New York. I know you guys are celebrating the win again. So, hey, shouts out to you guys. Now, I know everybody who watches the Super Bowl, if you're really not caring for the game, care for the commercials, right? The commercials and maybe the halftime show. And, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. Watch the halftime show. I I, I, wasn't, I was not feeling it, you know, but, you know, that's me. That's not my job to feel the halftime you know, show. I'm not. Uh, I, I must admit, Madonna put on a pretty decent show. Uh, I was kind of wondering if she was going to fall off in those heels she had on. Uh, and, and, and speaking from her halftime show, you know, she had CeeLo Brown, CeeLo on there. She had um, MIA and, and Nicki Minaj, I think that's who it was. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. I wish I could tell you I was familiar with them. But anyway, she had those guys on there. And um, apparently, controversy came with one of the, the MIA, uh, I, whatever she did. Uh, I think she threw a middle finger. I I tried to see. I mean, I watched. I it on YouTube. I watched it on every show that came on after that, and um, I I just. Artist <laughs> Madonna, so I'm just the middle finger, you know. Who's it? But don't make the biggest controversies at some of the smallest things. Uh, so, but you know, some people enjoyed the halftime show. Madonna's gonna get more record sales, and hey, good them. Uh, <laughs> but I love the commercials. I'm telling you, I love Super Bowl commercials. I, I love them because it's so funny, and they're there are two that just stood out to me. The first one was <laughs> uh, the Doritos show. Oh my God, I love Doritos commercials. And I, I've been they're just watching, watching. Uh, I think they had um, this competition, uh, break through the Super Bowl or something like that. And all these various Doritos Super Bowl commercials. I saw him the dog. Uh, man's best friend. <laughs> the dog kills the cat and, and bribes his master with a bag of Doritos to shut up. And so at the end, you know, the 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 wife or whoever comes in, honey has seen the cat, and the man sees the dog, and the dog has a bag of Doritos. <laughs> That's hilarious! Oh my goodness, it had me cracking up. Uh and there was another one. Um. Couple other super uh, Doritos ads. I just watched all the Doritos ads. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't care for too much more. I saw uh, saw uh, another one uh, with pictures um, or something like that. But the M M&M and M commercial. Yeah, the M M&M and M commercial. <laughs> no, I'm scared. You know the dark chocolate M M&M and M. It was a 
blackmail and she's bragging about talking. Matter of fact, I think I might have that audio. Let me see if I can say it. I know, um, uh, I guess I didn't get it. <laughs> I know I had it somewhere, but uh, that was hilarious, you know. So, guys staring at the chocolate m M&M, m and the chocolate m M&M is females wondering why they're staring, and the two ladies say, because they think you're naked. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I, I think the most most talked about commercial uh, that was presented at Super Bowl was the Chrysler commercial uh, that was sponsored. Uh had Clint Eastwood in it. It was sponsored by Chrysler. And um, Clint, it, Clint Eastwood talks about uh, how the city of Detroit understands you know, the pain and the hurt of the recession and how they bounce back out of the top coming back feet. And he says it's halftime and the teams have gone into uh have gone into the locker room to discuss new strategies and, and then he equates that back with now America is at our half time and so it's a wonderful wonderfully moving ad. And if missed, if you missed it, go to this YouTube channel. You can, uh, um, I, I will not download the audio with you to be able to let you hear the audio of uh, of the commercial. It's moving. It's a very powerful statement. And it talks about American resiliency. And, of course, we as Americans, we know about resilience coming all the way back to the world, world war and all, you know, even the beginning of us, the start of the country. We are a resilient nation. It's one thing to have that echo. I've let the give of the year, and I got to give it. It was wonderful. Um, you missed it. I, and I think there's much life about both. Oh, no, I, I got stuff. 2013, Yes, I'm not going to next year. I, I, I'm going to be in the house next year. I, I just I don't know. Next year, I might have to even cancel church on that. I, I think I get away with canceling church on Super Bowl Sunday. Mm, that might be pushing it a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm about a few hour drive away, so hey, I can make it. But it's be in New Orleans, and you know it would be great. It would be wonderful. It would be magnificent. It would be superb. It would be absolutely marvelous, phenomenal. All the other groups you think of if the New Orleans Saints were playing in the Super Bowl in New Orleans. Well, the Mercedes that's just me talking. Yeah, so that's one thing I'm like next year, Super Bowl twenty twenty thirteen, Super Bowl forty seven in the Crescent City, the Big Easy, New Orleans, Louisiana. And so I'm excited about that. We're gonna take a break and um on the flip side of the break we'll have some more commentary. Um I'm back with Cliff, um a little bit more about the ball if you have comments, questions about that. But we also have our guest with us, 
everybody, she'll be on, and we'll be talking love, romance, addiction. I know some you have ideas out there, but it's this, and this is a real thing. This was the Gulf's best tourism season in years. All because so many people wanted to visit us in Louisiana. They came to see us in Florida. Nice try. They came to hang out with us in Alabama. Once folks heard Mississippi had the welcome sign-off, they couldn't wait to get here. This year was great, but next year is going to be even better. And anyone who knows the Gulf knows that winter is prime time fun time. Sun's out. The water's beautiful. You can go deep sea fishing for amberjack, grouper, and mackerel. Our golf courses are open. Our bed and breakfast have special rates. And migrating waterfowl from all over make this a bird watcher's paradise. So if you missed it earlier this year, come on down. If you've already been here, come on back to Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama. The Gulf's America's getaway spot, no matter where you go. So come on down and help make 2012 an even better year for tourism on the Gulf. Brought to you by BP and all of us who call the Gulf home. You know that comes with a private island. Really? No, it comes with a hat. The airline credit cards promise flights for 25,000 miles, but... There's never any seat for 25,000 miles. Frustrating, isn't it? But that won't happen with a Capital One Venture card. You can book any airline, anytime. Hey, I just said that. After all, isn't traveling hard enough? (sighs) To get the flight you want, sign up for a Venture card at CapitalOne.com. What's in your wallet? Uh, It's okay. I've played a pilot before. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Why do the same old thing for your someone special this year? How about thinking outside the box and sending them an edible creation, incredible edible creations? They can create something unique just for you, from fruit creations to flowers and, of course, chocolates. They have baskets available and can ship anywhere in the country. So you need to think outside the box and give them a call at 903-445-5318. That's 903-445-5318. Incredible Edible Creation. Visit their Facebook page and hit the like button. That's Incredible Edible Creation. It was the best day. 
progresses to the point where it's life-threatening. You know, and it is a, a, a dark secret because it's an addiction and people don't want to talk about it, but it's just considered a, a disorder and, and there is remission. Oh, I'm glad you, you, you brought up about the issue of codependency and uh, all the other factors. You're breaking up, unfortunately. You know, I, I can admit uh, at one time, probably. Okay. Uh, it's always one thing. If it's not one thing, it's another. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you, but it's in bits and pieces. So try again. Hello? We we got to get it together. Technology is just yeah, right there. I, okay. I lost you for a minute. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes. All right. So, um, so, uh, as I was saying, you know, you're talking about the love addiction and codependency. Uh, what are some of the things that uh, some of the signs of being codependent or a love addict? Or just give give us listeners something. Okay. Well, the roots of the problem are in childhood. If you've had a difficult childhood and did not get your needs met. You might have been smothered by a lonely parent or just the opposite. You might have been abandoned by a parent who's preoccupied with something else. And uh, because you're lonely and needy to begin with, uh, when you're attracted to somebody, you think that person is going to take away all the loneliness and is going to be the answer to your prayers. And uh, you start by falling in love and the attraction that you feel triggers chemicals in your uh in your brain that travel through your body that are very uh mood altering uh love addiction you know uh the chemicals the chemistry of love addiction is very much like uh using cocaine uh it's it's just exhilarating when you're in love and you use that you know, uh, to fix the loneliness that you had before the relationship, only because you're incomplete, because, you know, uh, the Lord has not fully entered into your life. Uh, that's why uh, you're so lonely to begin with. And then you just go overboard when you fall in love. And love addicts tend to fall in love with the wrong person, someone who's unavailable, and that's a pattern that that has to be broken but the uh the obsession is in the beginning uh quite high and then uh as you find that the person you're obsessed with is unavailable you start to kind of go a little crazy and uh some people get in a relationship and then they uh they are abused they put up with abuse or they give away all their money to the person they're in love with uh, others uh, will obsess from afar, and uh, others will be obsessed. When I say the wrong type, the wrong type would be, say, a married man, you know, having uh-huh. an affair with another person is a form of love addiction. I call it a triangle. And uh, it just progresses 
to the point where you get depressed and uh, you just don't want to live anymore, you know. And the the solution to the problem is to build your self-esteem so that you feel so good about yourself you would never let another person drag you down. You're so full of the Lord and, and your love of yourself and the love of the Lord that you don't have an empty place for love addiction to take root in your brain, you know. And so recovery is to transfer all of that, uh, what we call limerence, which is passion, to transfer all that passion uh, to Jesus Christ, you know, and leave some for yourself. And this is what I try to tell Christians, you know, I wrote an article called It's Not a Sin to Love Yourself. I know we're supposed to turn the other cheek. I know we're supposed to love our neighbor. But we've got to leave some of that love for ourselves so other people can't take advantage of us. Uh, now, you, you you brought up some good points here, and I, I want to go back and deal with some things. Now, uh, you're talking about, uh, from what I was listening, it, it sounds like there's a cycle. There's, there's a cycle of dependency, and uh, or codependency, yes. rather. And yes. it it is it manifests itself in different ways. Now, in your yes. book, you talk about the many forms of uh, love addiction. And yes. you talk about the fatal... Tr- Fatal Attraction, Casanova. Um, talk a little bit more about those 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 uh, forms. Well, the person who acts codependent, who tries to buy love and lets men take advantage of them, we call that the codependent love addict. They're codependent to begin with, with everybody. They could be codependent with friends and give too much and love too much. But when it's combined with uh, passion or what we call limerence, L-I-M-E-R-E-N-C-E, then it just goes off the scale and the person you're addicted to, uh, you interact with in a codependent way. Uh, but there's other kinds of love addicts. There's the romance addict, and that's the person who likes to have affairs and go from one person to another. Uh, Tiger Woods was a romance addict because he bonded with each of the women that he had an affair with. Uh, multiple affairs without bonding is called sex addiction, you know. But if you're in love with each of these people, we call it romance addiction. And then there's the torchbearer. That's the person who's not in a relationship with somebody, but they love them from a distance, you know. They have a crush, and this could go on. I've got clients who are still in love with their high school sweetheart, and they've been married 40 years, you know. I call this a torchbearer. And the narcissist love addict is is someone who has a disorder called the narcissistic personality disorder. They're very controlling, very uh, uh, narcissistic and uh, self-centered. And they usually are uh, aloof in a relationship in the beginning. But if you abandon a narcissist, they will turn on you. And this is where you get uh, into what we call crimes of the heart. When you see a murder-suicide, you know, one family member kill the, other, the rest of the family members and then, then commit suicide, that's, that's a crime of the heart. You know, someone who cannot deal with separation anxiety after a breakup is usually a narcissistic person, you know, because they can't imagine not having their way. All right. Look, we're going we're gonna to take a break. And we're going to come back and talk a little bit more uh, about um, love addiction, how to build healthy relationships, um, and some more about your your book. And 
Maybe, maybe you can give some our, our listeners some some ideas on how to have healthy relationships and break the cycle of of love addiction. Okay. All right. So we're going to come back on the after this. How much money do you need to make each month? That's the first question we'll ask when you decide to start your own home business through IncomeAtHome.com. As a success coach, I'm here to guide people like Karen who need to earn serious money from home. We were living payday to payday, and with four teenagers at home, we were worried. By the third month, I was banking more than $2,600. After only 18 months, I was consistently earning more than $7,000 a month. Now, it's a six figure income and I'm paying cash for college for four kids. We found our way out of rat race. Listen, this isn't selling soap or energy water to your friends. This is a real business bringing potential customers to your computer so you can earn money 24-7. Incomeathome.com is affiliated with a multi-billion dollar company and carries a triple A rating. So how much money do you need to earn each month from home? Visit IncomeAtHome.com right now for your chance to win $1,000. This is how we do it. This is Steve. He did his taxes at Jackson Hewitt and just found out how much he'll be getting back this year. Boy, is he happy there in the neighborhood. Want to feel as excited as Steve at tax time? Jackson Hewitt's How You Do It. No one gets you money faster. We have refund anticipation loans, and you can pay nothing out of pocket. You'd be shocked how much data you use in a month. Email, status updates, finding your way, uploading photos, downloading an app, an app, and another app. Kilobytes, megabytes, gigabytes, all stacking up until you reach your limit. And what happens if you go over? With Sprint, you don't have to worry. Only Sprint offers truly unlimited data. Here to experience some... Uh Tech problems here again. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I keep getting kicked offline. Let's try this again. Well, the show has actually... Oh, well, let's try. See if we can record the rest of this show here and make use of what we got. Hello? Hello. Okay. Like I said, it seems I've gotten kicked offline. And um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to call back, uh, uh, hang up and call back into the show. So you just hang on, okay? Okay. 
All right. We're back on Zero today. We are having some major technical problems. Got to excuse us, guys. Can you hear, Susan? Yes. All right. I, I do apologize for this. I don't know what's going on, but uh, <laughs> it's technology for you. You know, you got to go roll with the punches, then. We are rolling with the punches. All right. Um I was going to try to do a break, but let's go ahead if you're still there. Can you hear me? You're still on. Yes. All right. Let's go ahead and um, talk a little bit more about um, uh, how can we build some healthy relationships. What what is, what what are some of the strategies that you you uh, you use in your counseling and your educating and your life coaching that uh, to, to build healthy relationships? Well, to build a healthy relationship, you have to be healthy yourself, and that's a process we call recovery, which is reaching out for help, making changes in how you think about love, and uh, not going off with every person you're attracted to. Uh, to be a healthy person, you have to have a strong, you know, spiritual relationship with Christ, and to be full of self-esteem and then you will be attracted to other healthy people who have to be available we have to avoid these these crushes from afar and if someone and when you're dating you know uh, a carpenter who's making you know a dresser has a lot of prep work before he actually you know starts working and putting the pieces together and the prep work is to build your self-esteem, love the Lord, have a strong network of, of healthy friends who can advise you, you know, have a therapist if you can afford that, or join a support group like Codependence Anonymous or Love Addicts Anonymous. And then, you know, when you start dating, see it more as an interview process in the beginning. Try to avoid falling head over heels in love overnight and see if you can at least keep your feelings uh, under control until you find out that the person you're attracted to is healthy and has high self-esteem and has a good spiritual relationship with the Lord. And so two healthy let, let, people let, together can, can I interrupt, make a healthy can relationship. I you, let me, yeah. Can I interrupt you real quick? Uh, you, you say, you know, try to control your emotions and try not to fall head over heels. Uh, yeah. In your book, you talk about uh, love songs and myths about romantic love. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, stores are filled with romance novels, and and mm-hmm. you know the media, the media, especially you know in movies, there's always you know the the yeah the guy there gets are the girl ena- they're enablers. All of those artists and all of those books, those people are, for love addicts, we call them enablers. They enable love addiction to proliferate. You know, they need to downplay uh, passion a little bit. You know, the movies need to uh, be more realistic, and and they totally, uh, you know, play to the the love addict. Uh, And that's that's sad, you know. Uh, But... uh, you know, the media is nothing we can do anything about. We have to, you know, just like we go to a horror film and we know it's not real, we have to apply that attitude to love stories. This is not real. This is a movie, this, you know, and, and discover what's what's healthy in real life through self-help books. 
like a fine romance is is a great book for someone looking for a healthy relationship. So stage one is to to be in recovery for the love addiction, find a healthy partner, and then don't try to wing it. Find some kind of life coach or some kind of book to guide you so that uh, your relationship works. You need to learn communication because we're not taught that growing up. We're taught to be quiet and uh, be, you know, out of sight. And uh, so we don't learn communication skills, you know. And we have, in relationships, you have to learn how to fight fair. You have to learn how to listen to the other person. You have to, you know, uh, make fidelity, you know, a very important part of your relationship. And most of all, something that I never thought of till I got in recovery myself was uh, negotiation before marriage, marriage counseling before marriage to see if you're compatible and to make... Uh, agreements. I'm writing a book now about contracts, you know, mm. kind of uh, writing a contract not about money but about where you're going to live and how many children you're going to have and that kind of thing, you know, to make sure you're on the same page before you commit. You know, but mostly if if you're a healthy person, you displace all the bad stuff in your life. You know, you just you don't fall in love with a sleazy person who's going to take advantage of you if you're full of the Spirit of the Lord. You know, he will guide you to the right person. Now, you make you made mention of uh, uh, two critical things. Now, I'm a single pastor, and uh, if it's, it's very important to me to kind of guard my, my heart. You know, the Scripture says, guard your yes. heart because that will be the issues of life. Yes, and I, and I, would scripture- advise you, I would advise you to date outside the congregation. Oh, Lord. I've seen, yeah. <laughs> I've, you know, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen preachers get in a lot of trouble when a relationship doesn't work out and the member is still part of the congregation. That could be a disaster. So that's just a little uh, advice I, on the side I for you. I haven't even dated. As- I haven't even dated a person in the same city. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good for you. I, I, I was actually, I was actually uh, uh, a very uh, pastor friend of mine, a single pastor friend of mine who pastors in Colorado, told me, uh, and he pastors a very large congregation, and he's managed to, he's divorced like myself, and he's managed to live the single life in a pure manner, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. shared, he shared a. Shared a few of his secrets with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you could say. Good. Yeah, uh, good. But yeah, but, because uh, there are a lot of ministers who are love and sex addicts. You know, my last minister was in recovery for sex addiction. So, and that can really do a lot more damage than than uh, other kinds of love addiction. You know, when you're well, a, a I, coach I, I or a teacher I, or a minister. Yes, I I have been. Uh, I guess you could say uh, a, a sex addict. In the in the sense where you're chasing after the you know chasing after especially after my divorce after my divorce uh, because of the type of sexual relationship that my ex-wife and I we didn't have you know that void was uh-huh. there uh, and, and so when divorce divorce came you know opportunity after opportunity you're just seeking you know, to fulfill all that kind of all that stuff it was really it was it was very difficult one you know you get tired of trying to cover up and, and get tired. Yeah. Shame and the guilt associated with yeah. it. But I think God's a deliverance, you know. God, God, God delivered. But, well, uh, that is recovery, deliverance, you know. And you've got to transfer those desires of the flesh to the Lord, just like He did. 
you know. He, let's, uh, let's talk. Well, I, I I was reading in your book about uh, roles and the role restructuring. I think that's what it. I'm trying to pull up the uh, the book. I, I got the ebook. Oh well, role structuring is is less and less a problem. It used to be that the relationship was uh, the man was the head of household and he dominated. And a woman felt she, you know, women confused being a good wife was codependency. And this is still rampant among Christian wives that they feel that they have to be codependent and let the man be the head of household. And if he hits her, that's okay, you know, and if he takes control, that's okay. And society used to tell women, you know, that they needed to be uh, uh, compliant and that men were in charge, and that's not so true anymore. When I wrote the book in 89, that was true. Men were told that their success lay in their job, their career, and women were told that their success lay in a good good home life, you know, good wife, good mother. And and so, you know... um, that's that's what I was talking about back then, but that's not that's not really going on anymore. Women are being taught they can do anything they want, and they're being taught that they can walk away from a bad relationship, you know. But in the black community, it is still a deep, dark secret, and I'm glad you've called, and we could talk about this, you know. Yeah, matter of fact, uh, we're gonna we'll take a break. And then we're going to come back to what, what I want to tie this in with that, the black community. Because, you know, we sweep a lot of stuff under the rug. And if my, if, <laughs> you know, my folk might not like me after this, but, you know, we got to address it as That's it is. That's okay. The so, truth shall set you free. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to see if I could take this break. And if I could take this break on the side of the break, on the other side of the break, we'll come back and talk about that. Okay? Okay. <laughs> talk to you in a minute. We're on break, so I'm going to pick this up for you. When BT made a commitment to the golf, we knew it would take time, but we were determined to see it through. Today, while our work continues, I want to update you on the progress. BT has set aside $20 billion to fund economic and environmental recovery. We're paying for all spill-related cleanup costs, and we've established a $500 million fund so independent scientists can study the golf's wildlife and environment for 10 years. Thousands of environmental samples from across the Gulf have been analyzed by independent labs under the direction of the U.S. Coast Guard. I'm glad to report all beaches and waters are open for everyone to enjoy. And the economy is showing progress, with many areas on the Gulf Coast having their best tourism seasons in years. I was born here. I'm still here, and so is BP. We're committed to the Gulf for everyone who loves it and everyone who calls it home. My friend, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Why do the same old thing for your someone special this year? How about thinking outside the box and sending them an edible creation, incredible edible creations? They can create something unique just for you, from fruit creations to flowers and of course chocolate. 
They have baskets available and can ship anywhere in the country. So you need to think outside the box and give them a call at 903-445-5318. That's 903-445-5318. Incredible Edible Creations. Visit their Facebook page and hit the like button. That's Incredible Edible Creations. All right, we're back. You're back with Zero today. And I tell you, my audience, i got to apologize for all the technical stuff that's been going on. You know, live radio is always fun. <laughs> when one thing goes wrong, you got to learn to be innovative. So uh, we're going to work on all these things. And, I, I, again, appreciate you for tuning in. Again, we have with us uh, our guest, Susan Peabody. She's author of Addiction to Love and the Art of Change. And we've been talking love and romance addiction. And uh, if you're tuning in, uh, just now tuning in, we've had a lot of lot of technical mishaps. So uh, we're going to get you back, Susan. We're gonna, uh, I'm going to bring you back sometime so we can, you know, <laughs> do this all over again. Okay. <laughs> you don't mind. <laughs> no, Without I don't. Without the interruptions. But uh, we're, we're talking love addiction, uh, romance addiction. Susan is the author of Addiction to Love, and she talks a little bit, a lot of things about uh moving from an unhealthy relationship to a healthy relationship, and we've been discussing about that. And, uh, Susan, I, I told you I wanted to talk a little bit about that. In the black community, and this, of course, is Black History Month, but in the black yeah. community, you know, we sweep a lot of things under the rug. We have a lot. We're topping all the negative stuff. <laughs> and when it comes to positive things, we have the lowest. Uh, and, of course, you know, when it comes to, I'm not sure if aware, you know, but African American women have the highest rates of HIV and, and AIDS in the uh-huh. country. Uh-huh. And, and play, the I'm, relationship sure that, that to love addiction is that they're promiscuous because they're lonely and trying to get some, you know, needed attention from from men. And, and and the black males, we're taught to be, you know, you know, there's the myth about uh, size and performance and and uh you know being one man one not a one woman man but you know several women men yeah it's the whole idea of the stable is popular among you know uh you know there there's there's different it's it's not it's not just you know a racial issue it's a class issue you know but uh i'm glad you brought that up that is true you know psychotherapy is uh is frowned on uh by uh Twenty something uh black men and women, and street drugs are more popular than medicine prescribed by a doctor and uh you know the whole idea of uh a man in his stable and a man dominating a woman all that's still very prolific in in uh uh especially in the poor areas you know and and uh it's almost as if to you know it's part of their identity and to do anything else is is to uh you know, uh, is often uh, said, you know, to be trying to be white, you know, uh, and it's just, uh, you know, it's just a shame to me to to see what's going on, you know, and I just love it when uh, uh, I hear from uh, my black readers that they've gotten something out of the book and, and they're going to think about, you know, uh, getting some therapy and and. and going to a support group or something that's going to help them uh, get outside the box, you know, that they're in right now. 
And, and you, you, it's a good thing because you know I'm a pastoral counselor. I'm a trained psychotherapist uh, in, in counseling, and uh, as as well as being a pastor. You know, my my job is to minister to a person holistically. And mm-hmm. when I read through your book, you know, when I read through the book, I did see part of myself in in those things. You know, not as heavy <laughs> as some people, but uh, I I could see some of the symptoms and some of the behaviors of a love addict or yeah. a, a sex and me addict. Too. And that I wrote the book about myself, yeah. And, and, and you know, it, it, it was a great awakening, especially when, you, when, you know, the latter chapters uh talking about, um, you know, uh, confusing me for want when you talk about that. Yeah. And, and yeah. as a pastor, yeah. you know, as a, as a pastor, uh, as a pastor, part of my, you know, part of the reason I'm so driven for ministry is because that's that need to be needed kind of thing, you know. Yeah, you know, and in relationship with God, that's like fine. That. Yeah, in mm-hmm. in relationship to God, it's fine. You know, God does need you. You're His hands here on earth to minister to right. people. You know, and so yeah, that's a sign of recovery. You know, you know a tree by its fruit. And if you have a spiritual relationship with the Lord and you feel, you know, you have healthy self-esteem, then you just uh, simply aren't empty anymore. And and you you only need to be needed by God. You don't need to be needed by some, you know, uh, some domineering, uh, abusive man that you met at a party, you know, while getting drunk or stoned, you know. It's... uh, Mm. You know, you're at church where you should be meeting, you know, other God-fearing people who, uh, you know, uh, who are advancing and uh, utilizing new ideas. You know, I worked with a couple for three years, and in the beginning they were just, you know, out-of-control teenagers, hadn't any idea how to communicate or really love each other deeply, you know, and put each other first and plan for the future. And by the time, you know, uh, our relationship was over, they were in the church, happily married. Everything was just wonderful for them, you know, and it's uh and they admitted to me that when they went to their therapist, the therapist was surprised and openly said, I've never worked with a black couple before, you know, and, and that's sad. Oh yeah. It it goes on quite a bit and I you know I I don't I don't know how some of us uh, neglect it, but it, it is neglected, and it, as the church, you know, mm. uh, there's a great deal, and, and it ties into a lot. Uh, you know, we we want to see, you know, there's there's a threat against the traditional marriage, uh, and you're seeing more uh, non-traditional uh, couples, you know, same sex, mm-hmm. same gender couples, uh, yeah. with the same. They have the same problems, but same it, problems, you know, same problems, yes, same problems. But unfortunately, you know, they seem to better understand how to get that because they are minority. You know, they are uh, the marginalized in our society and frowned upon. And I'm not, I don't support it per se, but you know, it's something that should that should that they, you know, they are dealing with. Yet we, uh, overall, as society, is are not do, dealing with. Uh, look, mm-hmm. I. Before we get off, I want you to uh, give the people the information. How can they get in touch with you? How can they uh, tell them about well, your I website? Do, I do, yeah, I do counseling, and I also facilitate a support group. And my website has all this information, and it's brightertomorrow.net. You could also Google Susan Peabody, 
and uh, find uh, my website and some of the work I do. Uh, my rates are a little high for the average couple, but sometimes I give discounts, and the sport group is free. Okay. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay. I thought I lost you for a second there. Well, no, this is our, our, I do appreciate you uh, coming on the show, and again, I apologize for all the technical difficulties that we had. I'm going to make sure that we get you back on so we can continue this this dialogue. And yeah, keep a list of questions that people who have heard the show want to ask, and then just uh, we'll I, do it again soon. I sure will. I, I sure will do that. And, uh, again, this is we're talking with Susan Peabody. She's the author of Addiction to Love and <clears throat> the Art of Change. She's also a life coach. She's also a uh, counselor. And uh, you're based out of California, correct? Yeah, San Francisco Bay Area. San Francisco Bay Area. So my listeners there in the Bay Area, I know I got some over there. Uh, if you if you know someone struggling with that, uh, uh, you may be struggling with that. Uh, feel free to contact Susan. Her information is on our uh, is on the show's page, so you can get that. And again, you can go to her website, brightertomorrow.net. Susan, we really appreciate you, and we're going to make sure that we get a chance to get you back on our show. Okay. All right, thanks for inviting me, and good luck with all your work, Pastor. Well, you have a blessed day. Okay, bye-bye. Well, we're about wrapping up this show today, and I I, I tell you, I'm going to learn how to get this show right one day. (laughs) We're going to get it right one day, but I tell you, until that day comes, we're still going to be learning. Um, We have a wonderful show lined up for you next week, and... uh, I'm sure this is going to be a very, uh, very, very wonderful show. Uh, we're going to have my guest, uh, a guest with us, uh, Pastor D.L. Foster of uh, Witness Ministries, and we're going to be talking about the church and, and uh, homosexuality. And we've done it before, and we know you've tuned in, and, and that was actually a very good show. So, hey, we want you to tune in again for that one. Also, until next week, this is Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Join us again on Zero Today. God bless you.